0: Well, folks, this is a weird. My mic wouldn't even work during that. I don't know why that sound won't pull through. I will figure it out over this weekend, and I'll get it. I'll add. I'll do something with it. I'm not worried about it right now. But anyway, I am Boxman. It is Thursday night. This is Wrestling Outlet. It, you got. You guys got me. That's it. I'm by myself tonight. Uh, Smark is camping with the fam. So uh, this is it. This is what you got. You got me tonight. That's all. So uh, I got tons to get into. I've got everything from Tony Khan's comments to, uh Triple H's comments that Tony Khan responded to WWE India. Uh, we've got uh, Liv Morgan, Charlotte, not in a movie anymore. And unfortunately we're going to have to start with a couple of uh, a couple of uh, a couple of deaths. One tied to wrestling, one a wrestler, um, Former wrestlers, so we could uh, we'll 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 definitely go ahead and get into those in just a few minutes here. But otherwise, um, that's really it. And, Of course, I got we got dynamite. We're gonna talk about, um, I've got some a couple other little uh, action figures I want to show you from Sin Bodhi, former Kazarni, um, has been making his own action figures, and I like to show to you guys. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, he posts them on the Wrestling Umbrella group, and um, they're great. I think everyone he's putting out has been great. I grabbed four quick screenshots for you guys, and we'll put them up there in just a little while. But um, um in the meantime, I really don't have anything else going on except just kind of working and coming home. I work. I go home. I go back to work. I come back home. I go back to work. I come back, like a lot of you do. I know it's not just me, folks. I know a lot of you guys do the same thing I do. You just go to work, you come home. Not much of a life afterwards, but um, that's why I do this. That's why I've got this to uh, just kind of let it out every now and then. And as I've said before, there's days where, boy, do I need to do this. <laughs> there's, It's like I don't want to do it. And then as soon as I get here and I sit and the mics are on, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what I needed to be doing tonight. So I'm glad to be here with you guys. And uh, I will go ahead and just probably go ahead and get started. I've got a decent amount of news to get into. Like I said, I want to show you those Sinbodi action figures. And uh, we will go ahead and talk a little bit about Dynamite. I know we got SummerSlam coming up this weekend. But... I mean, what am I going to do, blind predictions? I really haven't watched. I've I, Again, I keep up, but I really don't watch and focus on it and concentrate on it. Um, I think I actually have. I can pull it up. I mean, we can pull up the Wikipedia. If I have time and if I'm not sick of friggin' talking, maybe we'll go ahead and do that. Um, my wife just ran out to grab me some beers because uh, I thought I had some. I didn't. So she just ran out to do that. That also means, though, I got uh, a couple of kids here by themselves, but it's my middle one and my 14-year-old. Shouldn't have any interruptions, everybody. Um, if we do, you guys can, uh, I'll stand up and y'all can see me in my uh, my Zubaz here. Got on the yellow and blue. What's up, Logan? Yes, I am. Do you need anything? Yes. Okay, maybe there will be interruptions, even with my fourteen and ten year old here. My fourteen year old is about to turn fifteen and start fucking driving. I, I, I swear, I blinked and I was bringing him home from the hospital. It, it, it's, it's scary. Um, and uh, right here, tomorrow, I turn forty eight years old, folks. So. I was told today I don't look a day over 35. I said, thank you. I don't feel a day over 65. So, but um, what are you going to do, right? Uh, Yeah, let's go ahead and get into some, uh, get into a little bit of wrestling. Um, This is a little more than wrestling. This first uh, gentleman we're going to talk about a little more than wrestling. Um, Paul Rubens, also known as the character Pee Wee Herman, uh, the other day passed away and um, I got to admit this one kind of hurt. I he, he was having a kind of private battle uh, going on with cancer. And, um, you know, I follow him on on social media and and he's very active and he has been very active. And it was just so weird that, you know, I don't know. I wasn't expecting this. And I mean, I grew up watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. My kids still watch it today. I'll be honest. When Netflix used to do the DVDs, I got them and I burnt them. That's what I did. That's what I did. You want to come at me? Come at me. Go ahead. I burnt the DVDs and I've got them. And when we used to be, they were in my, uh, I've got them on, obviously on my hard drive now, but I, uh, when we had my old, I had a trailblazer and it had the TV package, the whole entertainment package in the back so the kids would just watch Wee's Playhouse. And I'm like, I love this, that they love this show. It, it it meant a lot to me. It really did. It meant a lot to me that they loved that show, because that meant that show meant a lot to me as a kid. Um, matter of fact, Aria, who sits beside me a few weeks ago, just said uh, mecca like a hi, mecca hiney ho, and I just didn't miss a beat. Mecca like a hi, mecca chiney ho. <laughs> he looked at me like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm with you. I was there. But uh, Pee Wee or Paul Rubin did have a little bit to do with wrestling. Um, it's funny. WWE put out this whole thing about, uh, you know, Pee Wee Herman and Paul of. Uh, I I did have a trailblazer. Um, but anyway, uh, there you go. Ari in the chat. What's going on, man? But uh, it's funny. WWE puts out this whole thing on, oh, we're saddened by, and they're talking about... um, Now, I realize WWE and WWF are separate. Meanwhile, they're the same company, and they're like, you know, they put out Ruben's first appearance in WWE was on November 1st, 2010 edition of Monday Night Raw, where he had a hilarious interaction with Miz and the Big Show. He did. I remember this. His memorable performance earned him a Slammy Award for Guest Star Shining Moment of the Year. Now, they said that was his first appearance. That's not exactly true. I'm sure by now you guys have heard this and know this. In 1985, he was actually, um, when there was a whole, the whole rock and, you know, kind of all, the, the rock and roll connection going on with uh, WWF at the time, P.V. Herman was in a segment with, Rowdy Roddy Piper. You can actually find audio of it if you look around on YouTube. Um, So I just found it odd they left that out. I really did. I found it a little bit odd they left that out. He also appeared um, at uh, WrestleMania 27 where he was in a segment with The Rock and Mean Gene. Mean Gene, miss him too. And uh, admitted he was John Cena's number one fan, but I, uh, yeah, so of course, oops, sorry about that folks, so the w w e did obviously post about him, but, like I said, I understand w w e and w w f is a little bit of a difference there, different company, but I just kind of figured they would have brought up that too, I mean, with you know, I guess they didn't want to bring up Piper Piper passed away a while ago, I mean, that's obviously obvious, you know, pretty horrible, but um, yeah, seventy years old, uh had a private battle with cancer. And, um, like I said, man, pretty sad. This is a piece of my childhood taken. Um, I've said before doing other shows and back when, in the the hot tag days that man, you know, the older we get, we're going to start seeing these icons of our childhood and our youth just starting to go. And, um, this one hurt, man. This one hurt a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was a little surprising. To me to uh for this one but again no one knew he was fighting this battle by himself privately but still active on social media don't know if he was actually the one running it not the point um but anyway obviously uh this is a this is a tough one for me um so there you go paul rubens aka peewee herman don't know what else to say my man just uh you know, obviously, condolences to the family. Now, listen, I know there was some controversy with Pee Wee back in the day, but uh, look, the guy, the guy jerked off in a fucking theater. Who did he hurt? Did he hurt anyone? Did he hurt a kid? He didn't hurt anyone. All right, he. It, it, I'm glad he kept his career going after that. Saw him in some great movies after that blow he was awesome in the movie blow um mystery men kind of a gross character but still did a lot the waiter in the blues brothers way back in the day that might have even been before or right in the middle of peewee character so yeah a lot of good movies with him and um i'm glad that even though he had that little incident in uh years and years ago listen there was a famous radio host in in miami who did the exact same thing in a theater and got caught and so his name was neil rogers i actually talked about him on hollywood hangout when i did the um talk show uh radio talk shows talked about him opie and anthony a bunch of guys we won't even begin to tell you about some of the trouble opie and anthony got in for what oh my lord They got in tons of trouble, but um, anyway, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, gonna miss him, not gonna lie, I am gonna miss him. Give me one sec, folks, my wife is texting me and she knows I'm in the middle of this. Oh, give me one sec, she's getting me uh, juice for my vape, which I need to friggin' stop doing, I really do. I'm gonna try not to do that tonight, I've got my other vape, my CBD vape right here beside me, so. This one's a lot quieter. But anyway, uh, we're going to move on from Pee Wee Herman. Unfortunately, I got to get into another uh, death. This one has more to do with wrestling. I will admit a little bit before my time um, this character was, but boy, I'll tell you, uh, we lost two controversial characters. I would say Paul Rubens was definitely a controversial character. We just talked about the controversy. But um, this is another character who was very controversial, especially for the time uh, he was out and uh, doing this character. This is uh, Exotic... Exotic? What the fuck did I just say? See, Arya? See what happens? I couldn't spell. I can't talk. The fuck? man! What the hell did I just say? Please forgive me. I did not mean to butcher this name. Exotic Adrian Street. Also passed away um, this week. 60-year career he was doing this for. Um, So, let's see. Born the son of a coal miner in Wales. This character must have been hell for him, I'm sure. I'm sure he took a lot of abuse for it. We see what this character is like. Very flamboyant um, at the time. But, uh, and I mean, you know, this is back in the 70s, 80s. This is really a controversial time for a character like this. But it was wrestling. And this wasn't the first character like this. But obviously you see exotic. Adrian Street is very exotic. Like I said, very flamboyant. And uh, this was a very early character to uh, to have been. This took balls to do this character back then. I mean that. I mean that, um, but uh, we did find out that he um, that he passed away a few days ago. Uh, I think the same day as Pee Wee, um, like I said, he was definitely a very flamboyant character. He competed first as Kid Tarzan and then became, uh, see, this guy's doing uh, exactly. Arya, he's doing duck lips before duck lips are popular. Look at this shit. This is way before Duck Lips, way before, and he does have a little Gold Dust to him, which again, that was still a controversial time in this country to do a character like Gold Dust. They got a lot of flack for some of the things Gold Dust was doing, um, but he started out as Kid Tarzan. Um, that's how he was introduced to the world, and then came out as exotic Adrian Street, and you know he'd come out in these bright, colorful, pastel type clothes, just. Right and beautiful, and uh, he'd make his way down to the ring, kind of like. Um, look, if you look at this guy, does he look at like every eighties glam rock band out there? Dude, this is Bon Jovi, this is Motley Crue. These are this is Hair Band before the Hair Band. This guy was way ahead of his time. If you really think about it, and put it together, way ahead of his time. Um, but, I mean, I would say some of the glam rock guys got the exact look from exotic Adrian Street, if you ask me. Um, he was always accompanied by his longtime manager and became his wife, Miss Linda. Uh, worked throughout the UK, Germany, Mexico. He estimated at one point he has had between twelve and 15,000 matches in the ring. Holy hell. Um, he's also credited for designing the gear. Worn by Mick Foley's Dude Love during his rivalry, uh, rivalry with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So there you go. And I mean, you know, he was right there along Ron Perlman back in 81 um, in the film Quest for Fire. And they performed in the band. They performed the Pile Drivers. So they even had a little band going on, but very very ahead of his time this character was. And, you know, before my time, but I never like to hear of any, any wrestlers passing, but um, I believe he was in his eighties. So uh, Adrian street, once again, just, uh, you know, condolences to your family. And uh, like I said, though, way ahead of his time in the character that, that, that this was, and uh, pretty cool, pretty cool that it went this long and he lasted. And I don't know. I don't don't have much more to say on that. So anyway, Charlotte Flair and Liv Morgan. A while back, we didn't, uh, I I think we might have mentioned this. I I think Smark might have mentioned this, actually. I I believe he did. We were talking about Charlotte and uh, Liv Morgan were going to be in a movie that is on the life of Mildred Burke. Uh, Mildred Burke, obviously a wrestler from Way back in the days, one of the women credited with really, really kind of starting women's wrestling. And originally, we were supposed to have Charlotte Flair and Liv Morgan in this movie. Before you ask what characters, let me get through this. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Just wait. Just wait. So Charlotte Flair and Liv were supposed to be in this movie. Meltzer reported it. You know, if Meltzer reports it, it's true. Got to be true. A lion. So again, this was back in May when we reported that they would be in the movie about the uh, the career, life, and marriage of wrestling legend Mildred Burke. She's Mildred is going to be played by Emily Emily Bett Rickards. Charlotte was set to uh, play the role of June Byers, who she's right beside here. Looks, this would have been, I mean, nailed it. This is. I mean, you black and white picture of Charlotte and put a little, you know, a little hair on her. The body just right there. You can see the muscle tone is just about the same. That would have been great. And Liv would have been uh, Clara Mortensen. Earlier this month, it was reported both women did have a portion of the film or filmed a portion of the film. But it looks like in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter with Dave Meltzer, he said they're no longer attached to the film. Instead, June Byers will be portrayed by Camille Brickhouse, who that is the best name for her. She is a Brickhouse. Um, I don't know. Definitely the body is going to work. Uh, once again, they needed a very muscular woman and Camille is muscular, but I'm telling you, this is, She is, I mean, she's built like a shit brick house and absolutely gorgeous on top of it. So, you know, great pick for that. And uh, Carla Mortensen will now be played by Tony Storm, folks. Now be played by Tony Storm. So um, Jim Ross has some involvement with the writing and even more a part of the movie. But uh, Camille, Camille actually said that she spent part of the summer filming the Mildred Burke movie Queen, of, it's called Queen of the Ring by the way um, she had a uh, she'll be playing June Byers who had a shoot match for the women's world title in Atlanta with Mildred Burke in 1954 and then after winning became the dominant women's star for the next decade at one point Charlotte we, we knew she was going to be doing this role um, but Jim Ross, now you might be asking, where does this movie come from? Jim Ross actually bought the rights for a movie on Mildred Burke. It's based on a book written by uh, Jeff Leem on the early days of women's wrestling. He got a Pulitzer Prize for the this guy did, so, you know, pretty legit writer. Ross, um, had a, he had a friend who obviously does movies he suggested the idea and they thought it's brilliant. Let's do it. Let's get this out here. JR is going to be the executive producer on this movie. Um, John Wolf, who is the son of Mildred Burke and Billy Wolf, who were married um, and put wrestling on the map uh, in the late thirties until they, uh, they split up in the fifties and, um, that would have been pretty cool, though. But he ha- has a little bit to do with this movie. And uh, he said that he's very happy that um, that that things have changed and that they ended up in this role. Trinity Fatu is also involved in this movie, former Naomi. And Jim Cornette has an, a role in this movie, which I don't know. Trinity is going to play Ethel Johnson. Um who along with her sister Babs Wingo were the first American uh, women wrestlers uh, in in uh, Billy Wolf's stable. So Jim Cornette obviously has a little bit of attachment to the NWA. Uh, this is uh, probably going to be a pretty good, pretty good thing. I wouldn't doubt if he had something to do with a little bit of the casting, picking Camille. Uh, I can imagine Jim Ross being the guy jim ross is likes the looks of camille and uh, i gotta tell you i can't blame the guy i can't blame the guy so this is going to be interesting i um like i said i believe me and smart talked about this a little while ago back in may um my memory is shot so i don't remember but um I'm pretty sure we did. I seem to remember us talking about this a little bit. But again, I re- Charlotte Flair definitely would have been great in that part. But I mean, I think Camille will definitely be able to pull this off. Again, just the body structure. Camille is tall. Charlotte was t- is tall. So it's kind of a almost like a natural progression over to her. I mean, these the, the body types are right about the same. Camille may be a little more fit jacked tone but um pretty cool stuff going along pretty cool stuff right there so all right folks we can roll out of that one right there triple h o o triple h what have you done now nothing i don't think you did anything wrong but let's go ahead and get, get into this folks triple h He's the head of creative, obviously, for WWE. And um, there was a little documentary that uh, we had talked about. Definitely we had talked about this. Documentary on July 31st that came out on Peacock on Cody Rhodes. American Nightmare Becoming Cody Rhodes. It was a two-hour special. Took a look at Rhodes' uh, entire journey. Being a wrestler in high school, lacing up his boots in OVW, obviously some of his time in the Indies, some time in WWE, uh, and of course even addressed some time in AEW. Uh, obviously, he had to get they had to get some permission to use the AEW footage, which Tony obviously gave them. Um, and Triple H was in there, and of course in the video, and this is what he said this is the the i'm going to give you the whole thing uh they were talking about you know obviously cody winning the AEW championship and AEW they kind of were just talking about that a little bit and triple h said you know uh, he stated to then take that gamble again and say this is not what i wanted to be i did not want to grow up dreaming to be the champion or the face of a secondary promotion. I wanted to be the WWE champion. Obviously Triple H right here referencing Rhodes returning, leaving AEW, coming back to WWE um to pursue the WWE championship. And I gotta tell you, I let me uh let me be honest here folks. Tell me where he's lying, please. I don't think he said anything wrong here. And he, you know, the, some of the headlines out there, like the next headline I'm going to read, Tony Khan responds to Triple H calling AEW a second rate promotion. Not fucking what he said. Not fucking what he said. Not at all. He said it is a secondary promotion. Secondary. That could mean a lot of things. Secondary is alternative. It's an alternative promotion That is what AEW is. WWE has been around forever. They've been around then, now, forever, together. We know this. This company's been around for a long time. They have tenure. They have a legacy. They have everything. They have been around for so long. We have so many eras of WWF slash E that we can go back to. So... All in all, if you've got half a fucking brain and you're not just a AEW lackey, you're not just a WWE lackey, which I don't, I really don't feel I'm either. I try to be fair. I'm sure I got a bias one way or the other. I'm, I apologize for that, but whatever. I don't see where Paul is lying here. Triple H, I don't see where he's lying. AEW is a secondary promotion. Again, take secondary how you want is it second? Yes, it is second in the ratings compared to WWE. I don't compare their ratings. No, they're not even on the same night. Comparing their ratings is stupid. It, they're not on the same night. It's not worth it. There is no war. The only war going on is the war in every fan who who wants to keep a war going. That's where the little war is. Otherwise, I don't feel like Triple H said anything wrong here. I really don't. He's just saying, if you really take this down... The kid took a gamble. He didn't want to just be AEW. He wanted to live his father's. He wanted to hold the title his dad held. I get it. No one shit on AEW. No one shit on the AEW title. But when it comes to to tenure, to longevity in the business, I'm sorry. WWE is it. WWE is a billion-dollar company. Tony Khan has billions of dollars. AEW is not worth billions of dollars. Here's the difference. WWE is worth billions. When they do this merger, they're going to be worth more than that. More than a billion. They're going to be worth billions. Plural. I don't feel the guy said anything wrong at all here. I'm sorry. AEW is a secondary promotion. It is an alternative promotion. It does not get the ratings WWE gets. It doesn't have the eyes on it. WWE does. It doesn't have the buzz. It doesn't have the media attention. It just doesn't. None of this is a shot at AEW. They've been around four years. Do you know what it takes to get what WWE has? Time. Time. That's all it takes. So, if AEW can stick around, they will still be a second promotion, a second day promotion. But they might get more of that. You know, once they've got a little bit of longevity, a little bit of tenure, four years ain't shit. TNA has been trying this for 15, 16, 17, 20 fucking years, and they can't get their feet off the ground. AEW has done something very good here. All they got to do is not worry about this not worry about anything, not worry about WWE and worry about AEW and the business and your company. That's it. That's it. So of course, Tony Khan did an interview because Tony Khan does interviews and he's in the interview and he's asked about it. And again, The headline for this reads Tony Khan responds to Triple H calling AEW a second rate promotion. It's not what he fucking said. Stop trying to start trouble. So Tony Khan said this and (laughs) listen, I love AEW. I even like Tony. I do. I think he's a little. Tony's kind of like me, he's awkward. He's a little, gets a little, you know, crazy sometimes, starts talking a little too much sometimes. Tony reminds me a little bit of me. I'm just broke. That's it. But I like the guy. But I believe here he should have just said, that's Triple H's opinion. I understand. And he's welcome to it. End of story. I don't think he really should have said what he said. I understand. But let me get to what he said. And we'll get into it. Tony Khan's response to it after being asked about this by Jay Reddick uh, from of the Orlando of the Orlando Sentinel said, "We certainly won't be the second promotion at all, secondary promotion at all." In Tony Khan said, "We we're number one in the UK on TV and with a, a record gate. I have a lot of respect for Cody. I know these weren't his words. To be fair." but we're not secondary in a lot of markets. For the first time in a long time, WWE has been secondary in a lot of markets. I'm proud of where we are. Uh I'm proud of where we're at and we're not taking a back seat to anybody. Honestly, I like that last statement. He could have left it at that. Those that I'm proud of where we're at and we're not taking a back seat to anybody. That's it. I respect Triple H's opinion. Done. He's doing the same thing a lot of these AEW hardcores are doing. You bring up something good with WWE and they go, but all in. But Wembley. I mean, yeah. One thing. One thing. And then what? We've talked about this on the show before. It's one thing me and smart try to do and then what and then what happens after all in you're gonna come back here and you know what you're still gonna be a secondary promotion (laughs) yeah you are you are so a lot of people giving triple h a lot of flack here um Ari they do this all the time they do these press conferences um AEW does and um they've had some problems at these CM Punk was on one and literally had to leave for like nine months after it they had a big issue um but they still do it but yeah um I don't think Triple H did anything wrong I think actually what he said is true and you know what if you don't want to be secondary Get off your ass, TK. Start running that place like a fucking business. Stop letting your EVPs go out there and tell you which show they want to be on and which show CM Punk can be on. Stop. Run the fucking business. Forget about WWE. Forget it. When you're asked about a comment from WWE, fucking just say no comment. Fucking just stop. But I don't know. I, I, I feel Triple H has gotten a bad deal this week. From, uh, from the AEW hardcores. I think he said nothing wrong. I think he told the truth. Absolutely. You know what? Tony Khan should be proud to be the secondary promotion. Like I said, you got TNA who's been trying to be the secondary promotion forever. And it never worked. No matter who they got. They had Hulk Hogan. They had Ric Flair. They had Kevin Nash. They had Scott Hall. They had Scott Steiner. They had... Oh my God. They had, they had, they had Foley for a while. They had, they had, they had. None of them could move the fucking needle. Tony Collins at least gotten people to go in, gotten a TV deal, stayed on TV. He should be proud to be second. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. That's silver, baby. It ain't bronze. We don't need to go Ricky Bobby. You're either first or you're last. That's bullshit. That's silver. And I would be very, very happy. Uh, As Tony Khan did say, I'm proud of where we're at. I'm sorry, but where you're at is second. Sorry, big dog. Yeah, as long as the money is coming in, second place is no problem. And like I said, I think he should be proud of being in second. And that was kind of a, that was kind of a, a stupid comment on his part but um yeah that's silver man nothing wrong with silver i'll take it i'll take it but yeah i think he should just be proud to be what he is so keeping on with wwe though uh they will be returning to india this year that's right they will be returning one more time to india they will be uh On August 1st, they actually announced that they will be going back. You see right here, it's Friday, September 8th. They will be doing the Superstar Spectacle. There you go. That's going to be pretty goddamn good. But they did a whole announcement today, uh, the other day. Sorry, two days ago. Still trying to get used to the show being on Thursday, folks. Um, That they will be going back there. On Fridays again, Friday, September eighth, twenty twenty three, this year. I'm sure they're gonna do good over there. They always do good over in those markets. Um, but I just thought it was a little bit interesting to uh to see, you know, who they got up here. And they've definitely got a few of the right guys up here. You see, they've got uh Shanky, Shaky, whatever his name is, Shanky. They've got Matt Riddle, Rhea. You gotta bring Rhea. Drew McIntyre, I see up there. I believe that's Bronson Reed back there. And uh, a couple of guys, I'm not sure who they are, to be honest with you. Natalia, Becky Lynch, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Definitely going to be a pretty good show. Even Jinder Mahal. There's Jinder right there. Seth Rollins in the middle. But um, that's it. So uh, I always like to just tell y'all, they're going to be returning over to India. So I am going to take a little drink. I'm thirsty as hell. Boy, getting through this shit, aren't we? Mm-hmm. All right. God damn it, I forgot I got a magnet on my koozie. It just stuck to my mixer. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, we just talked about Tony Khan. Billionaire business owner, entrepreneur, if you want to go there with it. We've got another one to talk about. Not quite sure why the picture didn't come through, but it doesn't matter. We don't need a picture of this man. We all know what he looks like. Vince McMahon is once again back in the news, folks. Um, he issued an internal statement, in email, to everyone In WWE. On some things that have been going on. Some things that have been going on. I'm just going to go ahead and read this to you. Uh, You know, let me see one thing real quick here. Maybe I just forgot to flip that picture over. Let me go into this. See if I just forgot to move it over. I might be able to bring it over. No, I just forgot to get the picture. Oh, well. Whatever. Let me see if I can snag a quick picture of Vince while I'm doing this. Nah, we don't need it. I'm not worried about it, folks. Um, but we do need to bring the news back up. So let's do that real quick. So Vince filed one of those 10Q filings, or WWE did in conjunction with its quarterly earnings reports, which they did put out. And on June 17th, is, oh, July 17th, uh, federal. he told people that federal law enforcement agents executed a search warrant and served a federal grand jury subpoena on Mr. McMahon. No charges have been brought in these investigations. The company, though, has received voluntary and compulsory legal demands for documents, including from federal law enforcement and regulatory agencies concerning the investigation investigation and related subject matters. In an email sent to those within the company, Vince McMahon issued the following statement regarding the matter. Now, before I read this to you, I just want to remind you of a show I did a while back called Non-Public Information. This was non-public information the board had. We, out here, did not. I still, We still don't have it. But there's going to be some things coming up, which is why I'm just baffled. This guy decided to just give the whole finger to the to everybody and come back anyway. So here we go with the email. In 2022, WWE formed a special committee to review allegations of misconduct against me. That review was conducted concluded in November 2022, following an extensive investigation. Throughout this experience, I have always denied any intentional wrongdoing, intentional wrongdoing, accidental wrongdoing, I guess is okay, and continue to do so. I am confident that the government's investigation will be resolved without any findings or wrongdoing. I am focused on completing the recovery recovery process from my recent spinal surgery and on closing our transaction with Endeavor, which will create one of the permanent global sports and entertainment brands. It was, uh, and I believe that was it, it was noted in the 10Q filing, WWE has actually paid $7.1 million in expenses related to costs incurring from a rising of the investigation events, and that so far the company has done the paid-out million. That's right. 17.4. So. I go back to that show. Non-public information. The fuck is going on? I don't know, folks. I don't know. All I know is this. I don't know if he. Well, I'll tell you. No one's ever been so so happy to go up against the government since he beat the shit out of him in that goddamn in that goddamn steroid trial he's like go ahead and bring it on bitches yeah 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 it's uh I don't know I mean they don't just you don't just get a warrant a federal warrant on a hunch that's that's all I'm saying You don't get a federal warrant to go search someone's premises on a hunt. You got to get that signed off on It judge has to do that. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on here that um, we're not privy to. And I don't think we ever will be. I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we talked a couple months ago about Jerry McDivitt, the lawyer quitting or leaving or retiring, whatever you want to say. I think some of the timing on some of this stuff is um, odd. Let's go with odd. Non-coincidental, we could go with that one too. I don't know. Like I said, a couple months ago, we're sitting here talking about Jerry McDevitt leaving, retiring, whatever. Now we're talking about federal warrants being served and executed, you know... Um, but hey, he's confident. Ain't nothing going to happen, folks. Don't you worry. Vince has this taken care of, folks. Sorry, Arya. No picture. I'm not going to do it. I don't have time. Well, I got time. I don't have the energy. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. What do you want me to do? Let's get into one more thing. I got two more stories. We'll talk a little bit of Sinbodi, we'll talk a little bit of AE Dub. Then we'll get the fuck out of here. I'm down with that. So Paul Heyman got a picture of Paul Heyman. Was on ESPN. <laughs> right, right where he belongs. Um he was on ESPN first take. And he was kind of asked where he views himself as an all time manager. Now, I believe last week we were just talking about how I believe it was Tommy Dreamer. Was talking about how Paul is one of the, is the, the GOAT, the greatest, the best. And I don't think Paul Heyman disagrees, folks. I don't think he does. When asked that question, Paul Heyman said, I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest of all time. Stephen A. Smith says, Really? Heyman said, Yeah, undisputed. Stephen A. Smith says, Undisputed. Well, there was a Bobby the Brain Heenan. Heyman says, screw him, he's dead. <laughs> Smith said, oh, okay, oh boy. Heyman said, and it gets better. If you thought the Heyman line, other than the Heenan line, was great, he said, Jimmy Hart is still alive, which proves God doesn't answer my prayers. <laughs> All Smith could say is, oh my lord. <laughs> Folks, if you didn't think Paul Heyman was one of the greatest, one of the absolute greatest, that should change your mind right there. He's sitting there with Roman Reigns and he's saying all this. Jimmy Hart is still alive, which proves God doesn't answer my prayer. Fucking beautiful, Paul. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to bring this up. Heyman is, I mean, we've all said, I mean, this guy knows how to go out there. He knows how to cut the promos. He knows how to sell the pay-per-views of live events. He knows how to go out there. Paul Heyman, plain and simple, knows how to put asses in seats. And he's done it for a long time. Bringing people into the arena in ECW back in the day. Listen, we all know this was a guy who had some problems, didn't pay people think that's far behind us at this point. Um, he definitely is one of the greatest. Like, I, I mean, I've said this tons of times. The guy just knows what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And I mean, he doesn't even have to say anything. His facial reactions outside the ring when Brock when I'm sorry, when Roman Reigns and back when he was with Brock, his facial expressions always made a may not have made the match but it always bettered the match i can't think of anything paul Heyman ever did that was just just absolutely unnecessary well there was one unnecessary thing there was one uh, where i believe he was on his first night and i believe he said something about we've got bush uh Jim Ross was just like, whoa, you're talking about there, boy. But uh, he definitely is the GOAT. I don't think, I mean, Jimmy Hart, great, great, Heenan, awesome. But I mean, when you think about it, this guy is, I mean, it just says this guy served right there on the screen, served as manager for six world champions. One of them right here. Roman Reigns. Who is going to break more records with his title run. You don't think that's going to last till at least next WrestleMania. Ah, ah. Oh yes. It will. But yeah. Paul Heyman. One of the greatest. Always will be. I thought this was a. Uh, I didn't watch the whole interview. But I saw this. This segment and a little bit more. I was kind of watching before the show. Just great. Absolutely fucking great. And <laughs> just. Stephen A. Smith had this look on his face when he did the Jimmy Ard thing like, oh, are we getting canceled to that? Probably not. Probably not. It's, I mean, it's fucking, it's Paul Heyman. I think everybody's, uh, I don't think anybody's surprised at anything Heyman says. But, um, all right, folks, got one more for us here. One more story for us here. Then we'll uh, do a little bit more. And then we'll get out of here. So I have, the list that was put out just a couple of days ago on the top AEW merchandise sellers of July. So let's hit it, folks. Oh, hope the wife gets back soon. I'm thirsty as hell. I can use a burr. So of course, CM Punk coming back. He led the uh, led the pack in the merchandise sales for this month for last month. Excuse me, three days in. Um. But here we go. This all comes from uh, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, who usually does the uh, ratings as well. So here we go. CM Punk. He has 49 items in the top 10 daily. Um, Just regular AEW shirts are selling. They're number two. Number three is Orange Cassidy. Uh, CM Punk and FTR shirts if you guys remember those those are selling good the Acclaim shirts still selling I'm sure those Scissor Me Daddy Ass shirts are great number 6 already MJF and Adam Cole doing good already now MJF and Adam Cole have 39 items in the top 10 so that's pretty good. Uh, Bullet Club Gold, number seven. Got to tell you, I I don't see it. I don't see it. But who am I? Brian Danielson, he's up there. Sting is up there. And trail on the bottom, strangely, is The Elite. The Elite, Not uh, their merchandise not selling as great. But here is the top items of each that we're selling. MJF, the Better Than You Bebe shirt um been in the top 10 for 31 days so there you go the aew versus new japan the bullet club gold shirt they've been up there for 31 days so i guess i'm missing something on that one orange cassidy shirt uh the the kind of blank shirt you know whatever wherever 31 days in the in, uh, top 10 CM Punk, Best in the World Ringer t-shirt, 28 Days in the Top 10. The CM Punk and FTR, The Foundation, I guess there's a t-shirt that says that, 25 Days in the Top 10. Punk and the Rowdy Ringer, that's the, uh, I believe that's the kind of, he kind of took the Rowdy Roddy t-shirt and put his, the Panther on it. Uh, 19 Days in the Top 10. The Elite, The Elite. And the Golden Elite T-shirt, 17 days in the top 10. The Scissor Me Daddy Ass T-shirt of the Acclaim, 15 days in the top 10. The CM Punk Best in the World Lightweight Jacket, 14 days in the top 10. And Sting, the main high-dollar Sting item or high-selling Sting item, is the AEW Micro Brawler, Sting. I have not seen those yet. I need to take a look. But uh, that has spent 12 days up in the top 10. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't, we don't need to talk about merch sales and stuff, but I thought it was just kind of a interesting thing to just kind of go through and see. I mean, these MJF Adam Cole things are right up in the middle at number six, and they've only been around for, what, three weeks, four weeks at the most? I, I'm I'm a little shocked by it. I am. I'm a little shocked by it. But as of right now, that MW, uh, MJF and uh, Better Than You Bay, Bay shirt is leading at, in for 31 days. So uh, tied with the AEW and Orange Cassidy shirt. So we'll see. We'll, go. we'll Maybe we'll talk about this next month, since so I did it this month, and we'll uh, kind of do a comparison. But um, over to Sinbode, folks, former Kazarni um in WW, I believe it was F still at the time. Cesare did not get over very well, but Sin Bodie kept going, obviously for um he is actually I believe he's still married to the cat, Jerry Lawler's old girlfriend who used to be on WWE, showed us her boobs a couple times. Armageddon, don't forget it, she did it. He on top of wrestling, he actually does still do wrestling. He actually is involved with a promotion that's kind of like, um, I forget the name of it, but it's a pretty gruesome promotion. Um, he actually has been doing some action figures lately uh, for a while now. And for some reason, I wanted to show you guys some of them. This is uh, obviously one of my favorites. You got Ellering and the Road Warriors there. I don't know if he's three D printing these. I don't. I, I believe that's what he's doing, but the detail on these are very good. They really are, and he's been doing a lot of these. Uh, you see, he's got the little WWE logo at the bottom there. Um, but here is, see, you got. Uh, oh, I'm. Um, you know what? I didn't even mention who it was again. You got Road Warrior and Ellering right there. You've got. Iron chic. That's, I think that's Freddie Blassie. That's classy Freddie Blassie, I believe. And no, you got the Koloff right there. And let's see who else do we have here? You got another one here. Magnum TA. Look at this Magnum TA. This is great. Great detail in these things. Listen, they're a little, they're a little old school. And I like that. I really do. This is something that you could just kind of put up somewhere. If you got a glass case, you could definitely do that. I think this is pretty cool, though, what he's doing. And we got one more here of the man, baby. That's right, dusty woe, baby. Oh yeah, baby. Hard times, daddy. Yes, it's dusty woe talking about hard times on this monkey than a monkey up in here, baby. Woo, daddy. Woo, daddy. Got some hard times. When you will calculate got no multiplication button, baby. I deserve that moment of silence, folks. But anyway, this is some of the stuff he's been doing. Uh, you can go check him out on uh, Facebook and other streaming, other uh, streaming, other social media sites. I believe it's the same name. Check him out, though. He posts this stuff all the time. Get over to Wrestling Umbrella and start liking his posts um, because he's doing great work. And I know I don't push Wrestling Umbrella enough on this show. I should. It's a group. Join it. I am going to start posting in there more as I used to. I've really got to start trying to get a little better about my social media. Folks, I am tired. I am lazy. I have three kids to take care of, two dogs, tons of fish. I'm sorry, folks. I'm tired. I'm not saying I'm any different than anybody else out there, but God damn it, I'm tired. What are you gonna do? But anyway, um, I will try to get more active on that page as I used to be posting news and stuff. Um, but when he posts, I really wish y'all would go out there and just kind of hit that like button for him at least, or tell him that his stuff is really, really awesome because I think some of the stuff he's doing is really great, and I kind of like that they're not, you know, they they, they got that kind of old school feel to him you know, and they look very, very good. I think the detail is very good on some of them, especially this Magnum TA, got the Band-Aid on the head and everything. I love it. I love it. Um, I have a bunch of action figures, and unfortunately my daughter decided to open all of them. I had the Ric Flair with the pipe. I had, don't judge, I had a, a Nikki Bella that I got for Christmas from my family that was not opened. Uh I had a Chris Benoit from the like uh what do I want to say here the um ruthless aggression era. I've got one that he had to pipe too. I know let's not bring it up, but he it was closed. It was it's now it's open. She opened all of them. I had tons of that Rick Flair I have had since Florida I have been here 15 years 16 going on 16 years next month I have been in, in Texas 16 years I've had that thing for that long so probably getting close coming up on 20 years I've had that thing because I had it at my house in uh hanging up in my house in Florida so yeah I've had that thing a long time the Benoit I've had for probably about 9 or 10 years I saw it at a Toy store that I used to live near a vintage toy store and had a ton of action figures. And that was one of them that had never been opened. So I decided to grab it Paid 15 bucks for it. I don't even know what it's worth. I never looked it up. And we're shit now. But anyway, she's three. She'll be turning four next month. And, um, she don't know any better. I didn't get mad at her. I was just, I was more upset with, with, I, I I guess I shouldn't have left them in a box on the floor, but they've been there forever. No one touched them. So whatever, man, I did it. But uh, pretty cool stuff. Sinbodi's got going on right there. Just thought I'd show that to you guys. And uh, from there, we can go ahead and get right in to AEW Dynamite, folks. Think that's what we should go ahead and do. Last night was there two. 100th episode of a e w dynamite um they were in tampa we got a we started this one off right here we got a little video from from tony khan thanking us fans um through the night they kind of played some moments throughout the years that we've seen and um it was pretty cool i thought they actually had a really good show last night i really enjoyed it and uh pretty good wasn't exactly a surprise it had been kind of getting out throughout the past couple of weeks and 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 kind of yesterday it was really out rob Van Dam. rob Van Dam. uh and i gotta admit i popped i fucking stood up and i i, I couldn't help myself i stood up and R V D. deed soon as i saw him i don't know what it is but it was pretty cool to see Rob Van Damme. And we'll get into that in a little while, just a few minutes here. But uh that's how the show started off with Tony thanking all of us for being around still, hanging with them and you know, pretty cool, pretty cool little thing there. Um and then we kicked off with Jericho and Takeshda against Guevara and Garcia. That is what we did. We kicked off with those guys right there who went out there and I thought the match was fucking going just fine. You had Callis going through the match a little bit. Getting involved. Jericho not exactly happy every time Callis gets involved. Uh, At one point, Callis takes the baseball bat that he has in his hand and cracks Garcia in the head when the ref isn't looking. And you just kind of have Jericho kind of looking at him like, what did you do? The fuck did you that what the fuck did you do after jericho still takes the win though he didn't he didn't forget to pin and still ended up pinning and taking the win for uh for him and Takeshta. and callous is all proud of himself you can see that by the smile on his face and um Guevara is just looking at him and even Garcia is looking at him like what the fuck um, Garcia now is just like a wiggle worm in the ring he just dances every time you hit him he dances every time he hits you he dances Dirk wants Bonj- Bon Jericho back Bon Joviaco, <laughs> Bon Jovi Jericho I don't know man short hair I, th- I think you're talking uh, about ba- the short hair bonjo bun jericho i don't know man that's that's not jericho though that that's that that's y2j you know jericho evolves jericho evolves dirt that's y2j you gotta you gotta remember that but uh obviously still causing dissension telling the story I don't know, man. The more they tell the story, the more I think Jericho not going to do it. more I think there's a bit of a swerve coming up on all of us, I don't think Jericho is going to do it. I think the JAS may soon be over, but I do not think that Jericho is going to join this. I don't think he's going to. I think Jericho's got a plan, too. Call me crazy, call me wacko, but I think that's what's going to happen. So we'll see. We will definitely see. But uh, once again, we get a little video, like I had talked about, playing some kind of a past episodes. And I did get a little more detailed tonight because I knew I was going to be alone, so I figured I'll take up a little more of our time. Why not? Y'all are here to hear me talk. I don't know why you are, but you are. So I'll talk a little more. So anyway, this is where it starts getting good. Like I said, this is where I kind of... Even I stood up and did the old RVDs. Eh, eh, D. After the highlights, and you know, in that highlight r- video, I not that I expected them to, but I was kind of glad that they didn't shy away from putting the Brody Lee part in there. I um, think they might... I would have understood if they left it out, you want to make this a time about 200 episodes and, you know, happy time and not, not a sad time, but I'm glad they left. They kept, they did that, put it in. Brody Lee was a part of these, of, of, of getting to these 200 episodes and I'm glad they left that in. So just thought I'd throw that out there. But uh, Jack Perry comes out for his air air quote face to face with uh, jerry lynn that they had set up the week prior and uh, i love that jerry lynn calls out and calls calls him jungle listen jungle <laughs> like like his real name was jungle and his last name was boy i fucking love it i don't know it's funny to me it's funny to me uh rvd did it too which was even funnier he's probably introducing himself in the back as hi i'm jungle <laughs> i hope he's not so he's down there. Jerry Lynn is like, look, if I came down there and beat, beat the shit out of you, it would just be child abuse. Plus, like we had said last week, ah, my neck is put together with pins and screws, and no one would clear me to wrestle, which is fine. But he said, I called somebody. And the crowd immediately started chanting the three letters, R V D. And he obliges. He comes on out. Now, I want everyone to notice he came out to his old ECW theme of walk by Pantera. I don't know if Tony's going to spend the money on a one-off. So we're getting something done here. We already have a match next week for that FTW title. RVD and Jack Perry. That should be fun. RVD looking... um, You know what? Fat and happy. That's what RVD is looking. Fat and happy. I don't hate the motherfucker for it. The guy's living his best life. He's got two hot women he's running around with and doing God knows what with. Good man. But he wants to come on back for a while. And I think think it's a good thing. Rob Van Dam, I'm sure, still can go. There was a time there he was kind of getting into slow-mo. So I was kind of glad when he did retire. We'll see what he looks like now. But the crowd was hot for RVD coming out there. All he did was get in the ring and stare Jack Perry down. And he just slid out of the ring and took off. That was it. That was it. But after that, we got this little uh, little thing with, ooh, hold on a second, fucked up a minute there. With um, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, he called for a mandatory JAS meeting next week and kind of got in uh, Jericho's face a little bit doing it. Luckily, we've got Renee Paquette there to break things up, and I'd I'd be afraid of Mama. Actually, I think she's probably the same height as Matt Menard. I don't think she's wearing heels. So I don't know. I don't know. But there we go with that. There we go with that. So, uh, All right. There's that right there. I'm moving along a little bit, folks. I think I might have accidentally put two pictures in here twice. I think I did, which means I forgot a picture, which I don't care about. I'll just keep going from here. Um, then what we had was the no DQ match, no DQ three-way match. It was with Moxley, um, Tremperetta and Penta. Those three right there were, who was in this match. Awesome match. I mean, we got thumbnails. We had thumb, the thumbnails. We had thumbtacks in the ring folks and Moxley wasn't bleeding. I don't think Moxley bled this whole match. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I might be wrong, but I don't think he bled. Beretta with Trent was bleeding pretty bad in this match. Um, But uh, after the match, we get Claudio and Yuta coming out. um, But OC, Orange Cassidy, and Chuck Taylor are there to kind of intercept those guys. Baby faces are the ones left standing. You can see in the ring. It's Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and and uh, Trent. Best friends are still left standing in the ring, and they challenge. Um. Before they challenge the uh, Jesus Christ Blackpool Combat Club to a parking lot brawl. Now, I got to admit, I was wondering why they showed that parking lot brawl. I know Santana and Ortiz are kind of talking again and they're being promoted again as a tag team, which I thought, well, maybe they're going to come out and do something during this match. Maybe they're going to get involved in some way and down the road we get a three-way tag match. That's what I was thinking. But now I see this was to promote another parking lot brawl match. So... That should be pretty goddamn good, as far as I, as far as I, I know. Um, after that, we get Renee Paquette. She's backstage with RVD, and she's talking uh, to, to um, RVD. RVD challenges Perry for the FTW title, which we already mentioned. But we get a perfectly RVD esque promo out of this. Well, you know, dude, chill. RVD still RVD. I got no problem with that. Imagine the blood tests you have to run after a match like that. (laughs) Ah, they don't care. There's no blood tests in wrestling. Come on now. So, folks, I thought this was a great part we're about to talk about right here. We get MJF, who I know saying MJF was great in a great segment isn't really that surprising. But I loved this right here. I'm not going to lie. Some of this kind of hit home for me. I'm really not going to lie. Being a, once again, like I've said, a Jewish kid who grew up in mostly southern states. I got to, you could kind of see the disdain in this man's face when he was talking about being bullied. Like he was really pulling it from somewhere. That's all. That's what I'm saying. So MJF comes out. He's smiling. The crowd is chanting his name. Says he's a little bit emotional. Reminds us of his ADD, which brings us a nice ADD chant. He also talks about some sort of uh, rejection disorder. Now, I'm not putting the disorder down by not giving the name. I honestly didn't get the name and didn't go back for it. In no way am I making fun of it. Um, When I just say the words rejection disorder, I'm not, I just didn't get the whole name of it. He brings up some of the bullying he's been through. I mean, as far as like, you know, kids throwing quarters at him, pick it up Jew. He was lucky to get quarters. I have I've had, you know, when I was in private school, I had kids throw fucking pennies and nickels at me and tell me, pick them up, Jew boy, pick them up. Ah, I've been there. That's why I said it hits home. I've been there. Seventh grade, this shit was going down with me. I'm right there. I'm right there with him. Um, But he, uh, he, he's talking about all that. He's opening up. Uh, to the crowd pretty good And he says you know it's pretty easy To get you guys to hate me that, that That's easy for me to do It's opening up and getting you guys to like me That I feel is hard And uh, said fuck it I'm not scared anymore And he said it's all because of you And he's pointing at the crowd Now he said he's still a scumbag But he's ready to become Our scumbag which brought on a "He's our scumbag" chant. I loved it. I gotta admit, I like the "He's our scumbag" chant. But then he introduces Adam Cole, so him and Cole are now on the mic. Uh, Cole comes down there and grabs a mic, and he says, t- "You know, you know, you know, Max he calls him Max. You continue to impress me, Max. You really do." And uh, he said, "Look, you're 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 becoming the man." That you were meant to be. That's what you're doing right now. And, and 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 he's proud of him for it. Cole is. Cole said, listen, the crowd, they want to love you. They want to cheer for you. You should just let it. Just let it go. Do it. And MJF just says, well, I didn't really call you out here for some verbal fallatio." <laughs> Even the crowd liked that one, folks. And I did, too. I laughed. I laughed. I got to admit, the show got a couple of good pops out of me last night. I laughed. Well, MJF says, listen, I didn't bring you out here for that. I promised you a shot. Win, lose, or draw at the Triple B. He said, Cole, I don't think you deserve a match, though. Nor have my man. Better late than never. Thank you, sir. And Dirk, thank you for coming on in, too. And Ari, appreciate y'all coming in. So... After that, we get that. And he says, you don't deserve a match. You don't. He said, no, sir, you deserve the match. MJF versus Cole. All in. Main event. It is official. Cole grabs the paperwork, signs it. MJF signs it. I still say about MJF, you know, he, he was eager, very eager to get Cole to sign that. There's a clause in there we're going to hear about. I guarantee. Uh, no, we did not see Lufisto's comments. Post it, my man. I won't forget. I forgot last week to bring up what uh, what you had posted. And I realized it Friday on my way to work is when I said, I fucking forgot to fucking put what Norab, but I forgot to talk about it completely. So, you know, sorry about that, but I did remember. So there you go. Now, I think this may be the first match announced for all in, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, it did. Let's not, let's, let's let's get the better graphic up here. There we go. Uh, All in August 27th. There we go. MJF and Adam Cole, the AEW world championship main event. So that's pretty good. Give me a sec, Nora. Let me pull that up right here for you guys. All right. There we go. We'll talk about that in just a minute, folks. We're gonna wrap up AEW. We'll talk about that and we'll uh we'll get out of here. I like it. I can't leave them already at 116. Feels like I've been talking for 10 minutes. What what? I don't fucking shut up, do I? Jesus Christ. How, you know, Norab, how do you lose a stuffed crust pizza? I mean, I could see how you could lose like a thin crust, maybe. You know, it slides under a table or something, but big fat stuffed crust. I don't know. But uh, all right. So we're good with that all in right there. So after that, we get, let me take this picture down because we don't need it anymore. We get the elite coming on down to the ring. And uh, it's the Elite versus Sat Singh, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. Now, this match was great. I really did like this match. It was great. Good match. Good moves. Of course, usual Young Bucks, they got to get their shit in. And they always do. They always do. And then Hangman was down there. After the match, uh, which the Elite did win, Hangman tells us the Elite have re-signed. Now, this is something we've talked about too, folks. I had no doubt in my mind that these guys were not going anywhere. They weren't leaving. Why would you leave a company just for money? Maybe WWE probably would have paid him more money. Them. Maybe. Why would you leave a company with for more money when you've got more money, you have freedom, you are basically an officer of the company and have say in a lot of what you do why why would anyone leave that company they are like gods there absolutely like god like gods there so i don't know I don't know. There I'm sorry. I got a, my wife was texting me something. I think my wife just got home. She did, which means I'll be able to get a beer. Now that the show is ending, I'll be able to have a beer. But anyway. Um they weren't going anywhere, folks. Anyone who told you any different, oh WWE, they're going they're leaving. They're leaving. No, they were never fucking leaving. I'm I don't ever feel these guys were leaving. Why would you leave? You got it made. You're the boss. You don't just leave because WWE might pay me a little more. Fuck that. Fuck that. So well, anyway, after all that, we get uh, AR Fox and the, the 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 Embassy affiliate or some bullshit. We get a video of them. They're at Nick Wayne's house. They go into Nick Wayne's uh, looks like kind of a garage barn. There's a ring. Nick Wayne's got a ring in there. And they go in and they beat down Nick Wayne, which I don't know if these were his students or his friends or guys he trained. I don't really know. But man, when he fucking, they they smash a picture of Nick Wayne and Buddy Wayne over his head. And I mean, you could see it's an older picture. Nick Wayne looks really young. And man, look how bloody he got from that picture, though. I don't know if he just went down there. It looked like he went down there and just rubbed his face in blood or in the glass. Oh, thank you, baby. Could you? I guess I don't get a koozie. Oh, I have a koozie. All <laughs> right. Hold on. Oh, yeah, baby. It's Keystone, but it's beer. Oh. Oh, I feel so good Okay (laughs) Sorry, one more Ah, cheers folks I needed that I didn't drink last night I needed a beer What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But anyway, let's go ahead and get this done here Almost finished Got one more thing after this So Pretty crazy though How bloody Nick Wayne was And then Swerve calls Darby like he's making a fucking ransom call. I swear to God, I thought he was going to tell him, we got your boy here, you can have him back for a million. I mean, it was a little scary. But anyway, after that, we get uh, Aussie Open. And I'm glad to see um, Aussie Open. I know the uh, one of those guys was hurt. Obviously not hurt too bad because it hasn't been that long since we talked about that. Aussie Open versus El Gio del Vikingo and Commander. Fun match. Honestly was a fun match. Um, There was about 30 minutes left in the show when this match started. So this match went about 15 minutes. Excuse me. And then we went right into a commercial. And then we came back. Uh, Aussie Open retained there. And we had the main event, which was Tony Khan versus Sheeta for the AEW Women's Championship match. And I, a lot of people were going back and forth on this, like you know, it wouldn't hurt to take it off Tony Storm, but then again, what has Tony Storm done wrong? The blah 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 blah. But I guess they decided it's uh, it won't hurt to throw it on Sheeta. So here we go. Sheeta is our new. I believe two time. Is this her second time? I believe two time. AEW women's champions. Um, So there you go. uh, There were two people back there. You see one with pink hair. There was another one that had blue hair. They just kept holding up this just hope both wrestlers have fun sign. Fun is part of it. Putting on a good match is the other. I really don't want to say what gender they could have been because I really couldn't tell, and I'm not going to offend anyone by judging it. So, but yeah, wrestling—it it, it, was—it's just kind of an odd sign. I had no—I don't care. I have no problem with it. But anyway, uh, Sheeta, your new women's champion, folks, and that's—that's uh, that's it right there. Now, let's get into this. Uh, I can close Word. I can close down word word, which means I can make this bigger, which means I should be able to actually get the camera a little better when I do that. Now, let's go ahead and take this little file here. Oh, hold on. He's even giving me a response. Oh, you know what? I'll get that in a minute. So Lufisto said, uh, had a one-hour phone call with a current AEW talent. The women who actually addressed the problems I did today were the ones sent home by Tony Khan. There was a meeting to shoot on Thunder Rosa that Khan attended. Before leaving, he reminded them that... Do I get to see more of this? Excuse me. Their segments were the lowest. When some girls arranged a meeting to talk about Baker's crew, one of them ran to Britt to let her know. The girls then wanted to address the problem, were the ones punished things didn't better they got worse At least you mean they got worse the legitimate wrestlers believe tony doesn't give a damn about women's wrestling and feels feel like they are going back to the divas era ask me who the fuck i am tell me i'm relevant and that i'm doing this for attention call me a liar tell me to kill myself you keep on closing your eyes and supporting the human beings with shitty behavior with the messages of support and especially this phone call I received from AEW employees, this nobody did the right thing. I believe that's all the comments it is. So here we go there. Now, according to Norab, Goldust and Ruby were people not very good to her backstage. Now, We've got how this all got started. Let me start there with you, buddy. Let me start there with you, Norab. This all got started uh, when uh, a week, week, uh, last week. We met. I meant to talk about this and never did. Lufisto said it's cute how people blame booking for a bad women's division. This is after last week. If you guys remember, there was a sign that said "Book the women's division better." Right after the women's match. She also said, talent with too much power, talent denigrating each other, talent trash-talking potential employees so they never get in as soon as they walk in. It starts here. The one you called effing French-Canadian asshole. Okay. Okay. So that's where it started, which we meant to talk about last week. I guess it's rolled into this. And according to Lufisto, Goldust and and, uh, Ruby were the two that weren't very good to her backstage. Now, Goldust had a response to this. Norm, I appreciate you putting all this out, man. Thank you. It said, hey, Lufisto, at Lufisto, read your story. And sometimes as a coach, I have to be very honest and won't ever tell you a lie about how good or bad it was. Sometimes hard love comes out and wouldn't have it any other way. I hope you find what you're looking for. Keep stepping. Huh. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Okay. Little Bono there. So really, okay, Dustin's saying it's tough love. Lufisto's saying she's offended by it. Oh boy. Oh boy here. I don't know, man. I wasn't there. So I really can't say much about any of this, but, um, obviously there's some people out there who think the women's division is not booked. Good. Obviously. And because I mean, there wouldn't have been a sign that said book the women's division better. if People thought the women's division was booked perfectly. Um, there's an interview, Ooh, transcript of an interview. Hold on here. The interview was with, oh, Dustin. Okay, that's the whole interview from Dustin. Um, oh, I'm not reading all this. <laughs> I don't have, I'm not reading all this. I've been talking for over, an, oh, almost an hour and a half. Um, This is a lot to get into. Ah, fuck it. On the incident with Ruby Soho and Dusty Rhodes... I guess uh, this is from. Okay, no, this is Lufisto, telling this. This this is Lufisto who was uh, interviewed for this, right? Yes. Okay, so she said on the incident with that we just brought up. I go to the restroom. As I open the door, I hear she something something. I open the door and on the table, Ruby Soho is sitting with Dustin and they just shut up and they look at me. Okay, they were talking about me. That's for sure. Ruby is like, I have to go. I got to go too." Dustin uh, says and he goes. So all French Canadian people are fucking assholes. Eh, eh, eh. I'm like, excuse me, what? He was very nice to me five minutes ago. He's like, yeah. Apparently, that's the way it goes. I have a very bad relationship with Jacques Rougeau. What the fuck does that do with the price of eggs? I can say he was even abusive to me, calling me to tell me I was fat, to lose weight. I'm like, maybe he had a bad experience with Jacques, too. He's looking at me differently. And the funny thing is, evil Uno walks by and he's like, hey, Uno, that's true. French Canadians are fucking assholes, right? Uno is like, I'm French-Canadian. Oh, okay. They talk a little bit. I'm there, but I just leave. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I love Dustin. I even wrote him messages thanking him for the keep stepping thing because it was very inspiring. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So that's the story. That doesn't. Look, I don't know, Dustin Rhodes. Maybe he did say that. Was he joking? But she's also assuming that him and Ruby were talking about her, which I don't think you can make that assumption if you didn't hear what they said. But then again, who the hell am I, right? Who am I? Some guy. I think I just reported my own email as spam, by the way. That should be fun. I probably won't be able to get my own emails anymore. Accident accident but uh that seems like a pretty convoluted situation i think lufisto might be jumping to a few conclusions um on this i can't say the way she was treated i wasn't there we weren't there but boy, this is causing a big stir so i guess we'll just have to see what happens from there and go head on but um folks i'm in about an hour and a half here i really do feel like i just turned this fucking thing on and started talking like 15 minutes ago now. So I either said a lot of nothing or it was a good show. I probably said a lot of nothing more than likely. (laughs) It's probably exactly what happened So, All right, folks, I'm going to jet out of here. I got things to do tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here. My people, I appreciate everybody stopping by chat room. Thank you guys for coming on out. Uh, anyone downloading, I appreciate you listening. However you listen, wherever you listen. Now I have not renewed Spreaker yet. My, uh, I was up with uh, expired with them and I didn't have a new credit card with them. I really don't think I ne- Stitcher is about to become a thing of the past if it hasn't already, I think actually this month it did, August 1st. And the only thing, I won't be on iHeart. If you are listening to the show on something and the show is not on there, tell me. Yeah. Uh, Scooter, I didn't ask you to tell me anything. And uh, just let me know. Uh, you, you can get a hold of me on anywhere. You guys know where to get a hold of me. You can find me right on Twitter. I'm sorry. Thanks boxman w o just go on facebook y'all know me i'm david richardson you know my name i'm right there just fucking come talk to me and uh you can do that you can even email you can go right to uh uh, uh, wrestling outlet pod you can do that right there too so uh there you go thanks everybody for coming on out i do appreciate it And, uh, I will, uh, Smark will be back with me next week. Like I said, he was camping this week. Hope he had a great time. I hope you guys had a great time hanging out with me. I had a good time and I will be back here next week with Smark on that note.